uh, several months ago, I asked if Marshall Lawrence would come and share with us uh, just a little bit about Marshall. I'll let him tell you about his ministry, um, but he is an ordained minister. Marshall is a nationally known speaker and singer and songwriter, um, but when his family discovered that their youngest daughter, Rachel, was deaf, Marshall began to use his gifts in a new direction. He wanted to bring spiritual healing to the, to the deaf and the hard of hearing people and their families. He is the producer of Dr. Wonder's Workshop, an innovative television program for the deaf and hearing children alike. And he and his wife, Terry, live in Anderson, Indiana. And so, Marshall, if you would come on forward, we will gladly hear you this morning. So would you welcome Marshall? <clears throat> Thank you, brother. It's always scary to hear somebody read your own press clippings. It's my great joy to be here. I, I don't remember the last time I was here. But I, I used to visit often when I was doing um, concert ministry. And I would play the piano and sing and do some of my goofy little songs. And you were always gracious to us. And you have been supporting our ministry for a long time. And, and so it's just a joy to be back up here and, and share with you this morning. Um, let's start at the beginning, a very good place to start. Somebody ought to write a song like that, I don't know. Um, we, we do have this uh, uh, wonderful child, deaf child, and I'm going to talk to, her, to, to you about her a little bit. But can you mimic me? Say it. Can you mimic me? Can you repeat after me? Can you sing after me? Maestro? That's what we want you to do. This is a little sign song that we did couple of years ago, <clears throat> and I think it's a good way to start. Are you ready? All right. You are worthy, you are worthy, Lord. Sing that with me. You are worthy, you are worthy, Lord. Very good. Again. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Now I'll sing a line and then you repeat it, okay? Lord of heaven, Lord of earth. Designer of the universe. Galaxies and grains of sand. All created, by your hand. All created by your hand, every flower, every tree, every flower, every tree. reflects your grace and majesty. A little more track, please. You alone deserve a claim. We lift praises to your holy name. Lord of heaven, Lord divine. <coughs> Lord of space and Lord of time. Lord of weak and Lord of strong. Lord of tears and Lord of song. Praise you for the things you are. Praise you that you're never far. We your servants here proclaim. Praises to the name above all names. Again, you are worthy. You are. 
you do that. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Amen. Lord of heaven, Lord of grace. You make this a holy place. We can praise you anywhere. At any time, you're always there. Lord of land and sky and sea. Lord of lords and Lord of me. May your will be our true aim. We lift praises to your holy name. We lift praises to your holy name. We lift praises to your holy name. This family that uh, you just saw do that, it's all one, one family. All those deaf kids are in one family with a deaf mom and dad too. And uh, they did a wonderful job with that song, I think. Don't you? We love Jesus. I grew up loving Jesus. I still love Jesus. He has to smack me around a little bit every now and then. I am not worthy of all that he has done for me, but I have to proclaim him because I love him. And we have to share. And when we had a little girl who was deaf, we had a challenge. Um, what do we do with her? I know that Jesus loves children. One of this great you know, there aren't very many stories that are in virtually all of the books of the New Testament. This story is, is very short, but it's in three of the, the synoptic, actually all the synoptic gospels, the three first gospels. And this is um, found in Mark 10, I'm going to share with you. Jesus blesses the little children. Mark 10, 13, 14. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For it is to such as, as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Think of it as a little child. Tender innocent, just open and accepting, not vainglorious, not, oh, I know everything there is. No, accepting him as a little child. We all have to do that. No matter how old we are, we have to accept his truth as a little child. And he took them up in his arms and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. I think that's a precious scripture. I think every little child needs to know that scripture. And I think we usually, usually teach the children that. That Jesus himself told the disciples, no, don't, don't send them away. Let them come to me. Well, we believe that Jesus loves deaf kids too. And when we had our own deaf kid, um, we were frustrated because we wanted to find a way to communicate the truth of the gospel to her. Um, 
A, a little while ago, there was a, a documentary that was done about our lives by a, a friend of mine who was the director of drama. Well, actually, he was the communications director at Anderson University, Don Boggs. He came to my office one day. He said, I think you have a great story. Your family story is a great story. I want to make that story. He's, he'd done some pretty good documentaries. He won a couple of Emmys for the documentaries he did. So what, I'm saying no? No, I'm not saying no. I think that's the next thing up. And why don't you just play a little bit of this little documentary and you'll get a sense of, of, of what we were feeling probably better than if I just rambled. Okay? Hit it. In 1985, Marshall and Terry welcomed Rachel into their world. But they soon learned that they would be called to enter her world instead. When she was about 15 months old, she had just finished her afternoon nap. Uh, she was standing and fussing as she looked out the window. So I called her name, Rachel, expecting as she'd wheel around and do the big, you know, hug to daddy. No action, no reaction whatsoever. So I called again, Rachel, louder. Still no reaction. And then finally, I, I, I yelled as loudly as I thought I could without getting in trouble with the neighbors. Rachel! Nothing. Then I flipped the light switch on, and she wheeled around, and I got the big grin, and the big arms wide open, and, and then I knew right there, she just, that she wasn't hearing us. She just wasn't hearing us. Rachel was introduced to these other children, all of whom had hearing aids. She ran to me, and she pointed, and pointed to them, and pointed at her ear, and pointed to them, and said, same. And I'm, I'm dissolved in the tears. It was a residential program. So that meant that she would be living at the deaf school through the week, come home on a bus on the weekends. What she didn't understand was the whole idea of staying there through the week. I had no way of knowing how to explain that to her. I think she thought she was being abandoned. So I get in my car. I'm just crying like a baby, and I think, what kind of a father does this to a child? In a silent world, how can one hear the voice of God? Rachel and her family were about to find out. And we found out. God had to smack us upside the head a few times, but we figured it out. You know, when, when you were a little kid, you learned to talk well before you learned to read, didn't you? And you learned words. You knew what certain words were before you ever had to figure out where they were on a paper. But Rachel couldn't get that language that way. So what Rachel had to do was to uh, learn a different language. You know, you think, you talk to yourself all the time. You use your language to talk to yourself. That's the way you think. If you don't have a language, it's very difficult to think abstractly. You can think concretely. I mean, you can think of a car driving down the road and all of that. You can see images in your head. But to, to think through a problem, you talk to yourself. And don't you tell me you don't talk to yourself. I know you do. That's the main reason we have a language to talk to ourselves, not to communicate with others, really. 
We talk to ourselves all the time, and that's important. She needed a language to do that with. And, and at that point, in that moment, she, she had a half a dozen, well, maybe a dozen words that she had learned. She, uh, had a, she knew a few signs, but when we took her to the deaf school and left her there, then she started to learn it. She cried. She didn't want to see us go. She thought she was being abandoned. And then when she came home on the bus and she saw us there, she was so excited. And then when it was time to go back on the bus, she was just begging, no, no, please, I be good, I be good. She knew those three words. I be good. But we had to put her on the bus because she had to learn how to think, you know? So that's what we did. And I'm crying now because those pains never go away. I can't watch this silly documentary without bawling like a baby. By the way, if you, if you have Amazon Prime, you can see this documentary for free. So you can tune it in that way. Or we have some DVDs out there if any of you are interested in that kind of thing. But as she started to acquire language, and, then we, and we were acquiring language as much as we could, one of the things that really frustrated us was, how do we teach her about Jesus? How are we going to do that? Because our language skills were really still pretty limited. We were learning it fast, but not fast enough. And she needed to learn who Jesus was. I mean, I, by the time she went to the deaf school, in my, when I was that age, I had already accepted Jesus. I was about five. Well, I guess I was about six. So I already knew I wanted to follow Jesus. I knew the Bible stories and all that, but how we didn't have any tools to teach her that stuff. And so I was frustrated and I thought, we need to find somebody, or we need to find some of these. And, and I, I searched and searched it in, uh, and any, any, online, anywhere I could find, but, but I couldn't find any Bible stories for deaf children in sign language. None. I mean, nothing. So I thought, well, what if I could, I, maybe I could get some interpreters and, and, and maybe they could do some Bible stories and we could tape them or something. And then we could create like a little visual Bible story book for my kid and other kids. Wouldn't that be a great idea? I thought that was a great idea. So now who can I, who can I do? I know Don Boggs. Don Boggs is the head of the communications department at Anderson. And I know that they recently started a, a television and, a, and broadcast a production facility there. Any of you spend any time in Anderson? You know about the, the, the Dorothy Blevins house? Any of you remember that? Well, that was transformed into their radio and production, uh, television production facility. So I thought, I'll drop in on him, and I'll, I'll see if he knows anybody that maybe could do that. Maybe he could help us get some ideas of how much it would cost to shoot some of these deaf, or some of these... Um, interpreters telling Bible stories. So I dropped in on him one day, unannounced, and I said, talked to the, uh, the uh, secretary, and I said, can I, can I see Don, please? Because we had been old friends a long time. And she said, well, I am so sorry, but he's, he's in an editing session today all day long with these people who've driven quite some distance to come here. And I, I know he'd love to see you, but I, he just can't today. I'm sorry. I could have had a V8. I could have called ahead. Would have saved me some time. But I hadn't. 
I said. Well, look, I've never seen the production facility here. I'm in, I'm in a broadcasting. I was a radio announcer at the time and uh, started all that whole thing when I was in college at Anderson and I was a communications major. I said, can I at least, at least see the facility? She said, sure. So we started walking around the facility. And I heard this Sandy Patty song. Let there be praise, let there be... You know that song? So I heard this song and I turned in the direction of the, of the music and I saw a monitor, a television monitor, and there were these people signing to this song. I said, what's this? Well, that's what they're editing today. See, that's why you can't go in there. I said, watch me. You can call campus security if you want to, but that's the reason I came here today, and I'm going to meet these people. So I barged in like an idiot. I do a lot of things like an idiot, but never mind. So I barged right in and say, who are you people, and what are you doing here? And I found out that one of them was the founder of an organization called Deaf Opportunity Outreach. At the time, it was a very small organization in Louisville, but she was a... um, what they call a coda, child of deaf adult. So she grew up knowing sign language. And then the other one was the um, video uh, producer and editor at Deaf Missions in Iowa, Council Bluffs, Iowa. And here they were at this moment, and I'm stumbling in and say, who are you people? Because I have a deaf kid, and I want her to know Jesus, and I don't have the tools. So I said, do you have kids? And she said, well, you know, no, not really, because, see, we were going to do something for kids this summer, but we ran out of money. These, these songs, the Sandy Patty vocal and the Steve Green vocal and all that, they are so expensive that our budget went, we're gone. We only have a little bit left. If we could just find a songwriter who could write some Christian songs for kids... I do that. I write songs. As a matter of fact, the first song that Sandy Patty ever had out as a single <clears throat> was one of mine. <clears throat> I could never have imagined. It was a huge hit, no, but it got her some airplay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I said, yes, I can do that. I can do, I'd be glad to do that. It would be a joy to do. So that summer, we got together. They did some signs, and I put them to music, and we put some things and some English lyrics in them, and put it all together, and shot some songs with a little group, uh, and one of them, the, the, the sign song uh, thing was called Special Me, Special Me, Special You, Special Me, You Are Special Too. <clears throat> and so this was exciting to me. Well, at that time, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I think I drank Drano this morning. <clears throat> the first time I ever came to the Talmadge Church, I was actually as part of my singing and songwriting ministry. I would travel from church to church. I would do concerts and so forth. And so I was still doing that <clears throat> during the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I was still doing that during the time that we... Uh, we... 
uh, that we, we did these songs. So I, I went up to um, Racine, Wisconsin for a concert, and I brought Rachel along with me. And the day before, or the two days before we, we left to go up there, the, the videotapes came. I was so excited, man. So we took the videotapes up there to Racine. Rachel came with me. She and I signed a song or two from the tapes. And then we, uh, we made them available uh, for the, to the people if they wanted one at the end of the service. But before the service even started, we met a family that had a deaf daughter. They had three children, and the youngest was a girl. Um, and she... Uh, she was deaf. Mom knew some sign language. She has been learning for the child, and the others knew a little bit here and there. But I was so thrilled, and we gave this kid uh, uh, one of these little videos. I made the hearing people buy them, but I, I gave one to this girl. <laughs> About three weeks later, I got a letter from Mom, and she said, Oh, it was such a thrill to meet you. And, and our daughter, our, little, our daughter just loved meeting you, and it, it was so exciting in meeting her daughter. I have to tell you this story. Our ch- uh, at, every night at the dinner table, our three ch- children, one was deaf. But whenever we gave Sarah the opportunity to pray, she would sign, no, you, not me, no, you, you pray, you pray. And we couldn't understand why she would refuse to pray. Then she saw this video you gave us. And on one of the songs, there's this, there's this song where this boy is kneeling beside his bed and he's signing his prayer to the Lord. And then he says, amen, and he jumps into bed. And when she saw this, she came running into me and she said, mommy, 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 Jesus knows sign language. And I looked at that and I cried like a child. You bet he does. You bet he does. And in that, in that family, you know, like I said, they, they had this tradition the children would pray. She said, P.S. <laughs> now she won't let anyone else pray. <laughs> now that she knows she has access to Jesus, she wants to be the one to pray. Tiff. <laughs> It transformed her life. Now, I haven't, I haven't stayed in contact with these people. I have no idea where they are. I have no idea where this little girl is. But she's, she's an adult today. And I don't know how much of that truth stayed in her heart. But let me ask you, how many of you remember Cat and Kangaroo? Yeah? yeah, yeah. Name two or three characters from the Captain Kangaroo show. Mr. Green Jeans. Huh? Mr. Moose? Mr. Bunny Rabbit, the clock? See? I mean, you never forget that stuff. When you're six or seven or eight, and you make a connection with something like that on TV. Yeah, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I remember Mr. Green Jeans and Mr. Bunny Rabbit, and they were, he was always trying to trick the captain into giving him carrots. You see... If you get inside the door with a child, those memories stay forever. And that's why we decided. We had to be about the business 
of trying to create Christian resources in sign language for deaf children to see that are honest and true to the meaning and the message of the gospel, but that will be fun for them to watch and things they won't ever forget because they will learn a truth in each of these shows. So we will caption them in English and Spanish and we will add voices to them but every line of every show will be signed by a deaf Christian. And they will do it in their own language, in their own culture, in their own way. And we will pay attention to the deaf culture. These people will be the ones out front. And the rest of us will be back behind. And that's what we have been doing ever since. We create Christian resources in sign language for deaf children and their families. We have done a, a, a Christian television series <clears throat> along with uh, Deaf Bible Society. Uh, excuse me, I, I misspoke there. Uh, along with um, Deaf Missions and an organization uh, called um, Deaf Video Communications out of Stories. We brought the cast in and for five years we shot these stories. Now I wish I could tell you that they're all being broadcast today. No, we're still working on the last season. <laughs> It takes a while to do with a small organization like ours, but we're still working on it, and we're getting this close to being able to put those on the air. But we do have them, all the, all the episodes we do have, which is about 50, 52 of them, are on a mobile app so that kids can watch them anytime, anywhere, and, um, and see them. Where are you, sweetheart? I know you're there. There it is. The God Loves Deaf Kids app. So no matter where you are, if, you, if you're within cell distance, you can, you can uh, open this up and watch Dr. Wonder's workshop, or you can watch any element thereof, the sign song, or you can, uh, you can play games, you can uh, see the Bible stories, you can uh, uh, see the object lessons, and there's also a parents portal there where we're putting information for the parents and how they can interact better with their kids. One of the things we want to do there <clears throat> before this coming Christmas, if we can, is to do the nativity scene and, and have the parents make a sandbox, you know, like with a big dishpan or something. And you make a sandbox and then you, you can cut out figures of, the, of Mary and Joseph <clears throat> and the donkey and the wise men and all that. Put them on popsicle sticks. And then you can watch on the video on the, um, on the, the app and the kid, or on Apple TV. And you can see the story. And then we'll pan down and see the, the, uh, you know, the sandbox and where you move the pieces. And then back to the story again. And the story will be heard voiced, but it'll be signed so that deaf kids and hearing moms and dads and hearing kids and everybody, everybody will be able to do this. And in that way, you can do a bonding thing with the, the parents. Because believe it or not, 96% of all deaf children have two hearing parents. And almost none of them had a clue about deaf sign language or anything before the child was born. Frankly, a lot of them never learn it. But 
in this, with this tool, they can all participate in this story as a learning experience. And after a couple of times through, the kids will be able to tell mom and dad the story. You know what I mean? Those are the kinds of things we're trying to do. Because there's a great need for deaf children to know Jesus Christ. Um, and we're going to keep doing what we can do and, and building on the things that we have done and uh, creating new things. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Roll that last piece of footage, if you would, please. This will give you a bit of, of, of an overview of the, some of the things we do. We create ministry resources in American Sign Language for families, for churches, and, of course, for deaf children because, well, they're the, they're the largest unreached people group in North America. These are the two, two of the pieces that we worked with with DOOR and Deaf Missions that I told you about in 1991 and 95. In 2002 and 2005, we did two episodes of a show called uh, The Finger Food Cafe, and that was a great deal of fun, including um, with a, a, a deaf pastor from a Church of God congregation. But in 2007, we started this program here. Here's Rachel to introduce it to you. Hi, my name is Rachel Lawrence Beiser. Sign name, Rachel. I'm deaf. A long time ago, when I was a child, I remember how boring television was. All those people talking. I didn't understand what they were saying. Cartoons were the same way. So were puppets. I couldn't understand any of it. And even if they had captions, they went by so fast I was overwhelmed. I used to imagine I wish there was a TV show where all the performers were deaf and all the action was in American Sign Language. And I wished it could be broadcast every week for free all over the world. What a great idea, right? Someone should do that. You know what? Someone has. Every week all around the world. Deaf actors, all American Sign Language. The program is called Dr. Wonder's Workshop. Dr. WW for short. There's a special place I know where I always love to go. Come with me, I'll take you there. Dr. Wonder's Workshop. Dr. Wonder and his crew have a big surprise for you. They can talk with just their hands. Dr. Wonder's Workshop. Come and see. This amazing place for you and me. You'll see things you want to grab in this great inventor's land. I can remember a time when I accidentally ate Lisa's lunch. It was wrong. Those carrots. Uh huh. They're mine. Huh? They were over there. Hmm? Lord? Mm-hmm. Did 
these chairs were just sitting on the break room table. I thought they were for anybody to enjoy, so I ate some. Uh, those are for my lunch. <gasps> oh, my. Paula, where's my apple? Huh? Oh. <laughs> <gasps> oh, oh, you ate my apple too? Do it. Moses took the rod with him and he faced the assembly of the people. He called to the people and they all gathered. His brother Aaron was there at his side. Moses began, you always complain, complain, grumble and protest against God. Now, listen to me. Now, pay attention. Then Moses took his rod and hit the rock twice. Bang, bang. Remember that face. water gushed out of the rock. Oh, hey there. I just love flowers. They're so beautiful and they smell so good. Um, but if you want to grow flowers, it takes a lot of work. You can't just put a seed in a pot and watch it grow. No, it takes time and you have to take care of it. You have to water it and give it plant food and look after it, just like with friends. I don't mean you have to feed them plant food, no way, ugh. I mean you have to spend time with them. Show them you care. Be involved in their lives. Respect their feelings. Make sure they know you love them. Don't just tell them you love them, no. Show them they're important to you. At best, they're kind of a bore. Sometimes they seem just downright gross, like sweeping and mopping the bathroom floor. When you don't follow through and do the best you can do, somebody else might get real sick from the chore you chose not to do. Over the years, uh, Silent Blessings has created a lot of resources. Oh, is it still rolling? Ah. Okay, good. And uh, in the parents portal of the new app, we want to put a number of different kinds of things in there. So uh, one of the things is, uh, that we have, we have all those shows on this uh, tool, which is the um, God Loves Deaf Kids app. And uh, you can just click and you can choose whether or not you want captions or no captions and then uh, just press whatever video you want to see and it'll come up and there you go.
And you can watch uh, all the Dr. Wonder shows. We have all uh, 52 play games on the app. Uh, like there's this cute little coloring game, which is kind of fun, a little bit addictive. <laughs> uh, uh, it's one of those kind of stress relievers that if you're, if you're sitting around the doctor's office, you may want to play with this thing. Uh, deaf kids often really like this, though, and also word seek. So here is a puzzle, for example, with the names of the main characters on our show. And then you can find them, and as you uh, select them, then you'll cross them out. And the parents portal is uh, something that we mentioned, too. We're... Uh, 96% of all deaf children have hearing parents, and most don't understand about deafness or the special challenges that their kids have. And so by, through this parents portal, as I mentioned to you a minute ago, we, we want to make these uh, interactive things uh, for the parents. One of the things that um, we're uh, thinking about doing is uh, we're also working on a VBS. We kind of had to put that aside for a bit, but a VBS for deaf and hearing kids. And one of the pieces that we have in that is, a, uh, is like a, a Paula's lab. Paula's the chemist at the Dr. Wonders workshop. And so we thought we would do, uh, uh, this is one of the things that we put in the, the, Bible, uh, the Sunday school or the Bible uh, school. And uh, it's, it's kind of a, a neat little experiment that teaches kids about, um, about Christ. And so the, the parents can watch this with their children, and if they don't know sign language, it's not a problem because the teacher is deaf herself. So take a, watch, take a look at this and see what you think. The Bible says that God sent his only son, Jesus, so that anyone who comes to him can be saved. Jesus, and only Jesus, has the power to remove all that dirt and sin from our souls, from your soul. He can make us clean as we were the day we were born. Like a baby, clean, innocent. How? Just ask him to forgive you and clean your soul. Then pour your life into his and let him work to clean your soul. Can you put that on pause Watch. just a second? <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> the setup I should have told you on this is that they're, the kids have a, a clear glass of water and, a, and a, it looks like an empty cup. And um, at first, it's all clear, like your soul was when you are born. But then sin enters your life, you know. And so a couple of drops of iodine go in there and it makes the water kind of yellowy. And then as you pile up sins and you do other things and you, you know, do stuff you know you shouldn't do, then that soul gets pretty dirty. So then... They pour the water, the child pours the water into this other cup. What they don't know is that this is treated with just a little bit of straight spray starch. They can't even see it. But as soon as that iodine water hits that starch, it turns it to ink black. So you see, these things build up, and then that doesn't look so good. So then we get to this part. After they've collected all the water, and, and this is part of a Bible school thing we're doing, but after they collect the water and they've got this dirty water, this is how it turns out. <clears throat> this is dirty, like a soul. Pray, ask forgive me and all the... Pretty cool, huh? And if that's in a kid's hands, that's Whoa. amazing. Wow, see that? Isn't that amazing? My 
my soul is sparkly clean, and he will make your souls clean too. It's your turn to start pouring now. Let's see. So they will do this now at home. Pour it into the, the little bleach bottle, and then all of a sudden their souls are clean too. If you truly believe in Jesus and you ask him to clean your soul, he will. And when he does that, you will become a child of God. That's what today's Bible verse means when it says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Come back tomorrow and we will do some more really cool science that you can do again and again at home. Bye! And like I told you a moment ago, this is modified from the new um, Sign Lab VBS that we're creating. As soon as we get finished with Dr. Wonder's workshop, final season, then we're going to get back on that and finish it. But we've already tested it in a number of locations. And it's an exciting thing for both hearing kids, deaf kids, CODA kids, everyone. They can all see the Bible stories. It's captioned. They can see it signed. They can hear it with their voice, their ears. If, if, whatever tools they have, you know, they can drink this in and... Uh, and it's, a, it's, it's worked out really well in the places that we've tested it so far. So anyway, those are the things that we do, and, and, and you know why we do them. I appreciate your, uh, your opportunity to let me come and share with you and tell you a little bit about the ministry we're doing. Nobody else on the planet is doing this. Uh, but we believe that deaf kids need to know Jesus. And that's what we're going to do. And at the same time, we want to make sure that hearing kids can understand it too. When, you, when they do these uh, VBS programs, the hearing kids learn so much more about the deaf culture than they never even knew, you know. And deaf kids will come out of the woodwork that they've never met, but they're all together in one place, and uh, it's pretty, pretty fun and exciting. So we do this kind of stuff partly because, largely because you... And other churches support what we do. We don't get up here and talk to you very much about it, and, and yet you've been so faithful to uh, minister, uh, help us minister to these families. Um, so we, I just really want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for your support, for your prayers, for your understanding that deaf kids need to know Jesus too. And Right now, we're the only deaf ministry like this that focuses just on kids. Um, so we're going to keep on keeping on because we love kids and we love Jesus. Put your hand out like this. Make a fist with your others. Amen. 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 Thank you. I want to pray over Marshall real quick before he leaves. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to pray over Marshall, and I'm, then I'm going to give the benediction. Um, I'm going to ask Marshall to go out there so you can stop by his table and, and see what he has to offer, and I thank him for being here too. If you want to leave an extra gift, you can. Like I said, we're going to make sure he has a check before he leaves, but um, I'm always going to encourage you to, to be generous. You know, in, in my reading uh, right now, as I'm, I'm reading through the Bible, uh, I was reminded of Romans 10, and it says, it's talking about salvation and people coming to salvation. In verse 14, it says, 
How then will they call on him whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him and whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless someone is sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And, you know, so many of us, we don't think about people who can't hear. You know, you read through that and say, oh, we're called to, to preach. And there's a, a, a huge population, or at least a population of people, I guess we should say, that can't hear. And yet, God still wants them to hear the gospel. And so I, I thank you for hearing that call and doing what you are doing. I went to seminary with a, a young man who was deaf, and I remember him saying what you told our congregation, that he, it's the least reached people group probably in the world. Uh, and so what you are doing is helping to change that. Uh, and what you are doing is helping to support that. So I want to thank all of you. I want to ask you to keep up the good work. Let us all pray for Marshall, and then I will give the benediction. Father, I thank you for Marshall and the ministry that he has and the work that he has been doing. Blessed are the feet of those who bring the good news. And Father, so we pray that you bless him. Uh, Not only do we pray that you bless his his ministry financially, Father, but we pray that you bless his heart and his mind and his soul. I I pray, Father, that he is encouraged by the work that he is doing. I pray that he sees people um, come to saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, through his ministry. I pray, Father, that people grow in faith through his ministry as well. I pray that you continue to give him the creativity that he needs to do the ministry that you have called him to do. I thank you that he was able to be here with us today, Father, and I pray that on our way out this morning that we encourage him and thank him for being here. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.